Welcome to Tuscan Radio, everybody. My name is Drew Gretsch, and today we are talking about Star Wars The Bad Batch. Season 1, Episode 9, Bounty Lost. This episode was released on Disney Plus on June 25th, 2021, and has a runtime of 27 minutes. The episode was directed by Brad Rao and Nathaniel Villanueva and was written by Matt Mishnovitz. The Batch embark on a rescue mission. So, of course, we're, we're going to talk about all things The Bad Batch this week, but we also have some super exciting news about the upcoming series Acolyte on Disney+. Plus. This show set at the end of the High Republic era and 50 years before Episode One: The Phantom Menace. So, showrunner um, uh, Leslie Headland from the Orphan Black series on Netflix. I think I think that's what she's from. Uh, or is it what was she? What what Netflix show did did you? I'm just gonna go and check real quick. Russian Doll. The show is uh is Russian Doll. But anyway, she did an interview this past week for ComicBook.com. I think. And she revealed that the Acolyte is going to start filming in February 2022. And I'm super excited. This is the show that I'm the most excited for. Purely because it's going to be all new. We've never seen this era of the galaxy before. But if the Bad Batch is any indication, we're not going to see any of the galaxy. It's just going to be following these two or three char- characters as they do side quests on missions and everything. And I, I like the Bad Batch. I'm not tr- trying to hate on the Bad Batch or anything. It's just, just... This show was hyped up to us as being... We're finally going to know what the galaxy is like in the immediate aftermath of o- Order 66 and, and the fall of the Republic and then the rise of the Empire. That, that That's what the show was supposed to be. And that is not what we've gotten so far. This is what we've gotten. That is my biggest complaint about the Bad Batch, and I, and I really lo- lo- love the Bad Batch a lot. But I, I, it feels so small. It it feels so small. And as I said last week, if it turns out we are going to get several shows to build out this era, I'm fine with that. But we still don't know if this is going to get a season two. If it is, it's awesome. We can explore it then, some other time. It's not. Then I hope we get some other an animated show that take, takes place in this time period to sort of show us more of the galaxy. So yeah. So the acolyte, my guess now is probably it's going to come out February of twenty twenty three. So we got a, we got about a year and a half or so, um, un, un, until the show fi- finally re- releases. And I think that is a show that's uh, going to be about. Uh, a young Palpatine. So now it's time to start talking about uh, Bounty Lost, this latest episode of The Bad Batch. And um, yeah, this was a good episode. This was a very, very good episode. It was not as good as the previous episodes. So we're just going to see what happens moving forward. I think that the, so we're going to get into full spoilers in just a second, but... Oh yeah, no, let's just go, go into spoilers. So spoilers in three, two, one. Omega's back with the Bad Batch, and it just feels so short. Like, it, it just felt... 
like these last three episodes have been an arc. They, they they really have been an arc, like in the Clone Wars, and I hope that next episode is sort of a continuation of the arc. We get to see another thing with Cad Bane. May maybe he tracks them down or something. But I just feel like this. I I I just feel like this thing with Omega could have been drawn out a couple of episodes. That's what it feels like. This this feels like when Ahsoka. Oh, slight. Spoilers for season two of The Mandalorian, but this feels like when Ahsoka told um, Din and, and Grogu to, to head to, to Tython to maybe call a uh, another Jedi, and we were all expecting, you know, that's going to be two weeks from now, because that's sort of how The Mandalorian works, is it's two steps forward, one step back. That's still a step forward, but, you know. But no, that was the next episode, and that's what the feel. This that that's what this feels like. This feels like maybe there could have been some more build up to raise the stakes a bit here, and I am glad that it, it's not a whole war with the bounty hunters thing because that's what we're getting in the comics right now, and I'm glad that's not what is happening in in the show because I feel like that would be a little bit repetitive of what's happening, you no, know, like right now in in the comics. So, yeah, this, yeah, I, but I do love how this show, it now finally feels like it's moving forward. This show that's finally getting another thing, and maybe it's gonna, maybe, you know, the the Clone Wars had a lot of four episode arcs, maybe this show is gonna have three episode arcs, is, is just what I'm thinking. Uh... I loved how Toto was using his cane, or his, his leg as a canth, that was super fun. After, uh, he, after the leg was shot off by Hunter at the end of Reunion. How's my asset doing? <laughs> that was a line from, from, from Ked Bane. And like, I thought he said, how's, how's my ass doing? Which would have been a little strange, <laughs> a little bit strange. If that's what he said, but love that line, and I love that Cad Bane's back. Love that Cad's Bane back. He has not been, or Cad Bane is back. He has not been in Star Wars in nine years since uh, that arc at the end of Clone Wars season four. I'm just so glad he's back, and I hope that he stays around in in the show for a bit. I I do. I think that he's a, a great character. He's the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. I wonder if um I I do wonder if there's going to be maybe the the next animated series cuz this is a spin-off of the Clone Wars and maybe we'll get it. there there are a couple of ideas that I I've had and a lot of people have been theorizing about about what could, if they're sort of doing this as anthologies where it's one season season bad batch and that tell, tells a story and then that's continued in a season of like a Captain Rex show and then we get like a Saw Gerrera show. So I think that a Saw Gerrera show is the most li- likely for the next series. But maybe if if we see Bo- Boba Fett here, we can sort of set up something that'll happen either in the book of Boba Fett, where I, I love to see Cad Bane in live action. And I think that may- maybe the book of Boba Fett, like the book, the book of Boba Fett, like it, that's a story that could be told. If it's eight episodes, we could have like two episodes of him as a kid, 
you could get like an episode of like sort of something like what they did in, in the first se- season of The Witcher where it's like Geralt the main char- character his story is like there's an episode every few years for him so that could be something that we could, could get in the book of Boba Fett we get like an episode of him with Jango we get an episode of him with with Cad Bane and then it then we could see in live action him about like we could see that that shootout that that we got the uh the clone wars and and and, and medic for i'd love to see that we could get some episodes of him with vader like oh guy guys imagine a vader and boba fett team up episode that would be so cool i love that so much those are like the two most badass characters all of Star Wars. And just them teaming up. That would be awesome. That would be so, so... It's great to see. Um, we get an episode. We could get a couple episodes of that. We get, and then we could get, like, the main part of the story. It's all been, like... We were getting the, these seeds. We could get these seeds in the Book of Boba Fett that are, like, planting the seeds for this big two or three episode finale. And that's the part that's after se- season two of The Mandalorian where he is a crime boss now. Like, that is what I think this show could be in, in the Book of Boba Fett. So I, there's either that or there's, like, if we get the Book of Boba Fett, which is set in, in the sequel era, and then if we get the, like, the rise of Boba Fett, which could be in the era of the, uh, in the early days of the Empire, I would absolutely love to see that, and I think that's something we could get. Not that exactly, but... I don't think we'll, we'll, the, we'll be getting two shows within a couple m- m- months of each other that are still called, like, The Something of Boba Fett. I don't think that's going to happen. But it's the same 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 reason people are like, wow, we're getting the book of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian Season 3 in December? No. No, What? why would they do that? Like, why would they... I mean, A, why would they have two shows going at the same time for a Star Wars live action? That doesn't make sense because there's they they they, they want to keep those subscriptions going. So having two shows, and of, of course, you know, like right now we got a Marvel show and a Star Wars show open at the same time. We got Loki on Wednesdays and Bad Batch on Fridays. So that is going to be like something that's going to be coming more and more frequent, especially now that all future shows are going to be on Wednesdays with the Marvel shows. We, we, we can assume. We can assume. Well, well actually, speaking of Star Wars on Disney+, Plus, there's, uh, we're getting a look at um, Star Wars Visions, the anime shorts, next Saturday. Well, I, we don't actually know if... Are, are they shorts? I'm not sure. Um, that's going to be on Saturday, July 3rd. We'll probably get a release date and prob- probably a trailer as well. And if there is a trailer... Uh, then you guys can, you guys know that we're going to, this podcast is going to do a breakdown for, for that, that tra- trailer. That's just what we do. And whenever there's a new tra- trailer, we do like a frame by frame breakdown and it's always super, super fun. Um, anyway. Uh, so like, yeah, why would they have not just two li- live action shows going at the same time, but they'd both be starring Mandalorians. I don't think, like, that is just something that I don't think would work. I don't think that would work. And, you know, my theory now, with the release, is we're going to be getting the Book of Boba Fett in December. That, that, that's going to leak into January a bit. 
immediately after that ends. Like one division ended and then two weeks after was the Falcon it was the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like one or two weeks after the book of Boba Fett ends, we get Andor, and that's gonna be on for twelve weeks. Oh, that's gonna be so awesome. Just seeing Andor for twelve weeks. Or maybe it's they're 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 shooting two seasons back to back. And they're both six episode seasons. You know, that's what's hap- happening with Amazon's uh, Lord of the Rings series. They're they're shooting the first two seasons back to back. That's how they did it with the movie. So that's what they're doing with the show. A- anyway, so we'll get the Book of Boba Fett in December. We'll get Andor in February. Sometime in April or May, that's when we'll get Obi-Wan Kenobi. So we'll get those three shows, like, back to back to back. Like, we got in one division, the Falcon and the Soldier, and, and Loki. There was, but there was, like, a six-week break between Falcon and Lunar Soldier ending and Loki starting. And then, I, I think after that, there's going to be a good break or so. Unless sometime in the summer we do get an animated series, which I think is possible. Either the Bad Batch Season 2 or, or something else. If Rangers is happening, which right now it doesn't seem like it is, that could be there. But otherwise, I think with them, we'll get the Mandalorian Season 3, either late summer or in the traditional fall spot. I love... I just think the Mandalorian fits in that fall spot. I I, I want it to stay there for forever. <laughs> I love when the, when the Mando's in that fall spot. Okay. Moving on now, <laughs> let's get back to Bad Batch. Is this the same ship that Cad Bane has as the one in season four of the Clone Wars? I think it could be. I am gonna rewatch those episodes, uh, those episodes uh, where he is trying to kidnap, um, uh, Pat Pat Palpatine, and he's with, um, Mor- Morello Vol and. Obi-Wan undercover, like, oh man, those episodes are some of my favorite of the Clone Wars, I love that, it's like, when we first started to see, like, the underworld of Star Wars, I think was was those episodes in season four of the Clone Wars, so Omega is also first generation, which is interesting, is she, so she's about 10, 12 years she she's somewhere be between the ages of 10 and 13 i'd probably you know what we're, we're gonna show that but she she's either 11 12 or 13 which means that she does not have the accelerated aging she doesn't have the, the accelerated aging then if, if if she's first generation which is very interesting, because this means now that she could be someone who is in the galaxy for a long time. There are theories that she is Ray's mom. I thought we, we were past those theories. The, the sequels are over. But I guess not. I'd say that's possible now. I would say that is a possibility that, I mean, eventually you are going, like, it's the same thing that like we're that that's sort of in, in the Marvel stuff right now. It's like if you keep saying that everyone is Mephisto, eventually you are going to get 
Mephisto, and you will be right. It's going to take, like, five or six years. But, you know, if, if, if we keep guessing that every female in the galaxy is Rey's mom, then eventually we are going to get there. We will get there eventually. Um, so we get to this Kaminoan city now on another planet. Oh, and speaking of the Kaminoans, we finally saw all three Kaminoans in one room. And Tan Wei is there, and we've not seen Tan Wei since Attack of the Clones 19 years ago. Like, that's the time difference between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. We've not seen her in 19 years. And we got uh, Tan Wei, Lama Su, and Nala Se all in one room, which was super cool to see. It was just a little moment, but it's like, there's all three of them. The interconnectivity. So, I think that Cloud City could be Kaminoan technology. I think that's possible. I, I, I think that's possible. So, that is very exciting, if that is the case. And I really hope it is. I'll be so such great con- continuity b- b- between the movies and, and the shows. Uh, so Omega gets out of Bane's ship. She helps f- f- fix to- Toto, which it was great see- seeing to- to- Toto again, voiced by Seth Green. Uh, o- 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 Omega escapes, and she m- makes contact with the Bad Batch. And, uh, Bane catches up with her, and he has this great line, by hook or by crook, you're coming with me. Really, sort of the same thing here is, I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. I wonder if, like, this is something that bounty hunters do. (laughs) If, If they have a thing where it's, like, they all have their catchphrases, where it's, where it's, by hook or by crook, you're coming with me. I I, I love that line. I, I love that line. And then Django's is just, I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the galaxy. I'm sure that half of there's just dank ferric. This is how half of the uh, bounty hunter catchphrases is dank ferric. Uh, Tanway is dead. We just got her her back, and now she's dead. And she's killed by Fennec Shand. Now, uh, yeah, yeah, yesterday Disney released a Bad Batch mid-season tra- trailer, as they've done with WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I'm sure that, 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 that we'll get one for Loki this week. And that, sh- sorry, I'm just gonna j- j- jump to Marvel for a second. That Shang-Chi trailer was awesome. Like, Abomination from Incredible Hulk, and, like, we knew that he's coming back for She-Hulk, uh, soon, Tim Roth, but we're gonna, like, see him in Shang-Chi, and it looks like he's fighting Wong, he's fighting a sorcerer in the trailer, and it looks like it's Wong, that is so, so cool, so I'm gonna do a breakdown for that trailer on another Marvel podcast very, very soon, super excited to talk about that, oh, yeah, there, there, there's a plug for in the Marvel podcast, so, we are covering Loki, new, new episodes each each Wednesday. 
doing a full in-depth analysis of that show, which has been awesome to do. So you guys are, are not w- watching L- Loki, go do it, because you clearly have Disney+. Plus. Because if, 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 if you're listening to a Bad Batch podcast, you have Disney+. Plus. So go watch Loki. Something else to do in the week. So anyway, Fennec Shand returns. And the one thing I don't like about having these characters, it's mostly just just Fennec. And a a bit with Tarkin, but Tarkin hasn't done much in the show. You can't have stakes with Fennec. You you really can't because we know that she's in both seasons of Mandalorian as as, as well as the upcoming uh, The Book of Boba Fett. So, that's just something that we can't really have stakes for her. And it's the same with with Rex. But then again, Rex wasn't ever really in immediate danger. Except for when Wrecker, his his chip, uh, activated. So yeah, that's why I'm, I'm glad that these other characters have just been reduced to sort of smaller roles. And it is the bat- it's the Batch's show. This is the show for the Dad Batch. Um, anyway, moving on now, um, Fennec is awesome, and of course, Toto drops the credits. Of course he does. Like, Toto is so incompetent, uh, and, and he's, he's like that in the Clone Wars as well. Uh, we see sort of those, uh, pickle jar people that we saw in The Rise of Skywalker with Snoke, and... In uh, chapter 12, the, the siege that was uh, season 2, episode 4 of The Mandalorian. With either an early Snoke or uh, an Emperor. So, could this be something that's like a running thread through all the Disney Plus shows? It's sort of just Palpatine. I, I think that's possible. I, I, I do think that's possible. I think that, you know... They call it the Skywalker Saga, but it's Palpatine's saga. Like, the prequels are Palpatine's trilogy. So that's just something I think could could be cool. To sort of just export a little bit in each of the shows. Except when, like, the the body does fall out of the testing tube. It it could be... It does look to to be more Kaminoan, which is very interesting. Is there a Kaminoan that's trying to clone themselves? Or is this just how Kaminoans are... Created. There is no like biological way to recreate a Kaminoan. Maybe they are just cloned. You know, in in Tyler Clones, Daxter Jester said they're cloners. Like, you know, that's something you would say, but maybe not the first thing. But like, maybe he mean may maybe he meant like they're all clones, which could be super super cool. I'd love to see that. Um, so Omega tries to jump off the, uh, try, tries to escape to like a, a flight pod, sort so, sort of an escape pod thing. She falls out the window and, and catches hold of Toto. Um, she sort of, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure if I remember what happened, but like, she sort of like disables something inside of Toto and he sort so, sort of falls to the ground and he's like, I'll get you. And all, and all I could think is, curse you, Perry the Platypus. <laughs> so, that's what I like. That's, that's fun. 
So, luckily, she gets back to the Bad Batch. She gets back to the Bad Batch. Think that that could have been stretched out for what, one more episode or, or or two, but you know it, it's fine. It's fine. We get to keep keep this the story moving. There's no breaks in Bad Batch anymore. It just boom, boom, boom. I like that a lot. Uh, so Fennec makes contact with Nala Say, and she wants Omega to, to be safe. So we're kind of getting some re- redemption for her from season six of the Clone Wars, where she's basically one of the reasons that Fives died. Uh, not Nala Say is. So she's back now. Well, of course, she she's she's been back for, for this whole show, but she's you know, like she's getting a bit of a redemption arc. And she is the reason, we thought this was the case back when when we talked about the first episode on May 4th, but yes, she uh, was directly responsible for Omega escaping Camino with the Bad Batch. I'm, I'm excited, I'm very excited to learn what their true intentions for Omega are. I'm very excited to, to learn that. I think that's going to be so, so, so cool to find out and to see all that. So why would Fennec let the Batch get away in episode four cornered? I think that's because the, she wants to keep them on their guard so that Omega is safe as long as possible. Like th- that, of course, that is a Fennec Shan that's just starting out her bounty hunting career. She's not as skilled as we later see in, in The Mandalorian, but I think this is like, sort of like, this is what could happen. You guys have to keep her safe. You have have to keep her safe. And I love that so, so much. So it's time to grade this episode. Grade things on a 10-point scale. Uh, out of 10. And then it's the, I have 10 metrics. I give those a grade out of 10. Add them all up. Find the average. And that is my total score for the episode. So then those uh, metrics are... Story, acting, visual effect, score, cinematography, directing, writing, comedy, heart, and rewatchability. So, story, acting, and visual effects all get tens. Those are all great in this episode. And the story is just, like, set up for the future and the, just the speculation of it. And then, this was also just a great episode. The score is an eight. I'm really lo- loving the score, and actually the, fir- the the official album for the first eight episodes are now, um, it's, it, that, that's now streaming on Apple Music, on, on Spotify. I'm not sure if it's, if, 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 if it'll get a, a vinyl release. Um, yeah, but Kevin Kiner is doing a great job with the music. So, so good. Especially that, that Cad Bane theme. At the end of episode eight, it was awesome. That just cowboy theme. I was, I was watching that that episode again today, and like right when he first shows up, there's like a distinct mo- moment where you can do a wah wah wah. <laughs> so that's fun. The, the The cinematography is an eight, as is the directing and the writing as well. The the comedy's a nine. It's Toto, Seth Green. It's awesome. Uh, the heart and, and and rewatchability of of this episode are both an eight. So the total score for the episode is an eight point seven out of ten. That's up there. That is up there. That is um. 
I think this makes it my fourth favorite of the show. And, you know, at, at the end, I'm going to be doing a full ranking of each episode of The Bad Batch. And I think that's going to be fun to do. Alright, guys. Thank you so, so much for, for listening. Please go follow us on Twitter at Tuscan Radio Pod. Uh, go check out KidCommentariesNetwork.com. Leave a, a five-star review on iTunes and we'll read it here on the show. And please, please do leave a five-star review. That helps out the podcast so much. Helps so many more pe- people find the show. And we can just grow as a, as a network and as a podcast. So please, please do that. Also, send, a, send in an email about your feedback for the Bad Batch or, or speculation on anything. Uh, that's TuscanRadio at gmail.com. And uh, other stuff we're covering, this podcast is going to drop in the Average Binger feed. And we're, we are doing the same with Loki. So that'll be in the Average Binger and an, in the Marvel podcast. But exclusive to the Average Binger, Nick Denenberg and I are covering Rick and Morty Season 5 on Monday nights. So, yeah, so there's the, the episode on Sunday night. And then on Monday, Nick and I are doing a podcast for it. And that's been so much fun. The, pr- the premiere last week... It's a great, great pr- premiere, and I, there's nine uh, episodes left in this season, and I'm just super excited for it. So, thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. I'm Drew Gretsch, and the Force will be with you. Always.